This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, gang. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. It's a pro... <clears throat> it's a... ProTech Offshore Friday. We talk about ProTech Offshore on Friday. And today is no different. We got a little hookup. But uh, don't forget the ProTech Offshore Fighting Grip, gang. You got to have one of these if you're fishing for fish on, in the ocean. Go to ProTech, P-R-O-T-E-K, Offshore.com, ProTechOffshore.com. You can learn everything you want to learn about this fighting grip and how bitching it is and you can see all the cool videos with all the bitching fish that we catch with this thing all the time if you've never tried it you have no opinion you don't have an opinion because you've never tried it all the negative people out there hold on to your negative comments because i know you haven't tried it because i've never seen you or met you so just keep your keep your negative comments to yourself until you try one of these it absolutely will change the way you go about fishing go to protect Offshore, that's P-R-O-T-E-K, offshore.com. Check out the ProTech Offshore Fighting Grip with lots of really cool videos of all the fish we caught. You'll get to see videos of me catching bitching fish. I know it's hard to believe I made a video of catching fish. Okay, once again, we want to let the people of Florida know that we're thinking about them. We care about you, Fort Myers. I, I don't even... I, I don't even know what to say. Devastating. Absolute devastation. It's very, very sad. But uh, out here on the West Coast, tomorrow, 18 hours from right now, starts the California spiny lobster season. It starts at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. It's going to be, if you've never witnessed opening day of lobster season, it is absolutely comical. If you want to have a really good time and get a lot of really cool content, you want to go down to your local launch ramps and watch this debacle. There's going to be boats that should have never even gone out on the water out hoop netting tomorrow night. You're going to get some great content for your YouTube channel or Instagram or Facebook or whatever you like to put your stuff out on. You are going to see some of the most craziest things going on tomorrow. Okay, one thing I'm going to leave you talk about real quick we're going to go deep into lobster fishing today 
But uh, just remember, the end of the season historically is always the best. So if you, I know you have a burning desire to go and you got all that new gear from Promar and you want to get out there, wait a week. Tomorrow night is going to be absolute mayhem. Opening day of spiny lobster season on a Saturday. You can't even comprehend how many boats are going to be out there. So if you do decide to go, make sure you bring your patience with you. You're going to need a lot of patience because it's going to be unbelievable. What most people do is the same thing they do when they go fishing. They're going to be out there fishing for you. They're going to be out there dropping their hoop nets on top of your hoop nets because they don't have a plan. They are not a member of your saltwater guide, so they don't have a plethora of spots. I think I give you over 50 lobster spots starting out in San Diego Bay and ending up at uh, at uh, Marina Del Rey. We cover all the lobster spots you need. If you have those lobster spots in your arsenal, you'll have plenty of lobster spots. I don't know anybody else that helps you as much as your saltwater guide as far as lobster fishing or fishing for whatever you want to fish for. But I'm just telling you, bring your patience. If you thought it was crazy a couple weeks ago at the launch ramp for the Dorado fishing, you have not seen anything yet. This lobster thing's a whole different level. There's people that this is the only time they launch their boat. There's going to be lots of calls for vessel assist. There's going to be lots of calls for boat US for dead batteries and people drifting into the rocks. And people getting the lines caught in their propellers. It's absolute mayhem. How do you avoid all that mayhem? How do you keep getting your lines stuck in your propellers? Go to yoursaltwaterguide.com. I break it all down to you, down to the very last detail that you need. How to approach your hoop nets. How to bait your hoop nets. How to fish your hoop nets. Everything you need is available at yoursaltwaterguide.com. Or... You can do what they, a lot of these world famous experts that have been fishing for like a week or 10 days that have TikTok, YouTube, Instagram channels. You can go figure it out on your own like they tell you they did, which they didn't because they have no idea. They Someone showed them, but they're going to tell you they figured it out on their own. You don't want to be that person. You want some type of guidance. Believe me, when I started, I sure would have liked to have had some spots. I sure would have liked to have known some spots back when I started doing it for a living in 2006, 2007. I had to do it for a living for just because there was no other way to make money back then. We were in a big giant recession. Fuel was five, six dollars a gallon for diesel. And I didn't know any other way. I'm a fisherman by trade. And I thought maybe somebody would pay to go hoop netting and I'll be go to heck if it didn't. And now look, everybody and their mother takes people fishing, hoop netting. But before 2006, no one had ever done it to take people out to catch lobsters where you paid to go. And if you did, that's great. But you forgot to advertise and no one really knew you were doing it. So I'm sure you were super successful by not having any advertisement or no one knowing you were doing it. 2006, 2007, that's when we launched the very first hoop net going hoop net fishing in Long Beach Harbor. And we learned a lot by trial and error. We learned a ton. I learned a very valuable lesson that fresh bait is the best bait. It's super important to have the freshest bait you can possibly have because we were told since we were kids that you wanted the rottenest, stinkiest, scummiest bait because that drew the lobsters in. 
that's the farthest thing from the truth. See these big, long antennas on the lobsters right here? This one on my shirt. Those big, giant antennas I learned from the aquarium in Long Beach and also my good friend Robert Roger Healy that these big antennas are on those lobsters so they can start to pick up the electrical field coming off of that fresh bait when it starts to die or when it starts to decompose. Now, everything has an electrical field around it, whether you believe it or not. And then your sardines and your anchovies and your fresh mackerel all do. Gang, it's against the law to use any measurable fish for bait. I've had this conversation a thousand times with a thousand experts. I'll tell you what, Bonita, if they decide tomorrow's the day they write the ticket for pieces of Bonita being in your hoop net, that could be tragic. Because Bonita is a measurable size fish and a possession limit fish, so they can write that ticket. I know you've been using Bonita your whole life, and that's great. I speed almost every time I drive. That doesn't mean it's legal. That just means I haven't been caught yet. Same thing with using Bonita. Our calico bass, our rockfish, our sand. Salmon heads, you got to have the receipt. They can write that. You better have the receipt showing that you bought those salmon heads. If they want to get down to the nitty gritty, I'm telling you, they can write a ticket for it if you don't have a receipt for those salmon heads. And why would you use salmon heads anyway? The most obnoxious bait to deal with. And you know what loves, loves, loves that you use salmon heads? The California sea lion. He is so excited. They are, right now, the California sea lions, especially all the males, are rubbing their flippers together like this because they know here you guys come and you're going to be throwing out lots of food for them. You're going to be throwing out salmon heads and you're going to be putting bait in bait cages and not in the seal proof bait tubes. You're going to be putting them in cages where they can get to it. And they're super excited about all those people that aren't a member of your saltwater guide that are going to go fish dinosaur style for lobsters and going to use a bait cage visual sea lion's a very visual animal with a big giant eye and he can see very well in the dark and when he sees those bait cages going down with that food in them he will not leave them alone until he figures out how to get that food out of that bait cage and you know what happens when he's doing that no lobster in his right mind's going to crawl in there when a sea lion's totally smashing that bait cage and we've seen them smash them with their forehead and make the mackerel or the salmon head or whatever you use and ooze out of those holes and then they eat it because sea lions are starving to death because we haven't allowed any sea lions to die in the last 30 years. They can't die of natural causes. They can't die of anything. So therefore, they are out there starving to death. So that's why it's super important to use a bait seal-proof bait tube. I use the black ones that you see in my videos on your saltwater guide. Promar makes white ones. They do the same thing, except black ones are invisible once they hit the water. And like I said in the, a few minutes ago, sea lions are a very visual animal. Once they can figure out where that food is, they're not going to leave it alone until they get it. I've seen them drag your hoop net an eighth of a mile down the island or out into the deeper water in the channels in Long Beach and L.A. Harbor and San Diego Harbor. They'll grab that bait cage and they'll drag it around until they can figure out how to get the food out. If they drag your bait, if you're using a lobster hoop net in San Diego Harbor, for instance, and you're fishing along Zaniga Jetty, 
and you're fishing in that 20, 15 to 25 feet of water right on the edge of the jetty. And Mr. Sea Lion grabs your hoop net and drags it out a eighth of a mile from where you dropped it. Then it's out in that channel where it's 100 feet deep or 120 feet deep where the, the big channel in San Diego Harbor, once they drop, let go of it out there, it's gone. You may have a big enough float that'll float that thing and it might float away down the bay or out of the bay depending on the current, but it's gone. That's why I call fishing with a bait cage dinosaur style hoop netting. You're just at, if I know, I know you've never had a problem. Congratulations. That means you're just one day away from having a massive problem because the odds are against you because of the California sea lion last year. There was a couple million this year. There's about 4 million every nine months. The number of sea lions doubles. There's nothing you can do about it. There's not one thing that's going to stop it from doubling. It's just the way it is. So if last year there was two this year, there's four. It happens every nine months. It just doubles. The number doubles. There's nothing you can do about it. So you got lucky last year and you used a bait cage. Don't use bait cages anymore. If you don't want to buy the Promar, Bait tubes, go watch my video at YourSaltWaterGuide.com and see how I make my black PVC pipe bait tubes. They work phenomenal, gang. I've been catching lobsters for a very long time, and since I went to the bait tube system, I haven't caught limits every time, but I have not gone out and not caught at least a legal lobster. And right now, a legal lobster is going to go somewhere between 20 and $30 a pound. No one's exactly positive what it's going to go off at on the docks, but they're speculating somewhere between $20 and $30 a pound for spiny local lobsters. The California lobster is the most sought after lobster in the world. China pays up to $100 per pound. I know those of you on the East Coast think the ones with the claws on them are the, but those things sell for about a dollar a pound. I don't know. If what what you think's worth more, but I'll tell you what, ours sell for more. That's all I know. Ours sell for way more than yours. And I don't know. I think ours tastes pretty darn good. They're pretty sweet meat. Tastes pretty good. But here's, I'm going to hit you with four bullet points before we sign off. Number one bullet point for hoop netting for lobsters. Fresh bait. The freshest, the fresher, the better. I go to the bait barge. If I'm with you, we go to the bait barge. We buy a half a scoop of sardines, anchovies, or whatever they have at the bait barge. Then I chop those up and put them in my seal-proof bait cage. That's number one. It's freshest bait you could possibly have. Always fresh bait. Always, always, always fresh bait. Number two, you've got to have spots. And you have to have more than one spot. You have to have a plethora of spots because... Somebody's going to be in your spot if you didn't get out there early enough. And you don't want to be that guy or that gal that drops your hoop nets on someone else's hoop nets. It's nothing pisses me off more than when I'm out there and I put my stuff in the water on time. And we're going to get into that in a minute. And my stuff's in the water. And then here comes a guy that didn't get out there in time totally out of position, has no idea where to go. He only knows one spot. It just happens to be the one I'm fishing at. And he comes pulling in and he starts dropping his hoop nets right on top of mine. Here's what I do. I don't suggest this. 
but this is what I do. If you drop your hoop nets on top of mine, I'm going to pull your hoop nets for you. I'm going to stack them all up nice and neat on my deck. And then when you come back over to get them, I'll simply hand them back to you because I can't work my hoop nets when your hoop nets are on top of mine. 90% of the time, the boat I'm hoop netting on is at least 65 feet long. It's very hard to maneuver around other people's stuff to get my stuff. So I'll pull them all. I'll stack the rope up nice and neat. I'll have it all put together nice and neat. All 10 of them stacked up back on my back of my boat. And when you pull up to get them, I'll pull over there and I'll simply hand you all your nets and tell you to have a great night. And I'll make sure that you spell my name correctly. It's Hanson, H-A-N-S-E-N, not O-N. So when you post all over the internet and tell everybody that Dave Hanson pulled your hoop nets, I'd be more than happy to tell you why. You cannot drop your hoop nets on top of other people's hoop nets. That's taboo. That's that's just bad juju. And it's going to, if I'm there, I'm going to pull them for you. I'm going to help you get your, because I don't want you to lose your stuff in my propellers because that's what's going to happen. You're going to lose your stuff. When I come in there to get my stuff, I'm going to be driving around, picking up my stuff and your stuff's going to get in my way. And there's a good chance it's going to get in my propellers and I don't want you to lose your stuff. So I'll stack it on my deck. Nice and neat. Number three, this one's really big. Get out there and get your stuff in the water an hour before it gets dark. You want your stuff in the water around their house an hour before it gets dark. Why is that? Because lobsters are nocturnal. They're not coming out during the day. They come out at night. I know. I Hold on. I know your sister's brother's aunt's cousin caught one in the daytime. I know that. I already know that. You don't need to leave the comp. I love your comments. Believe me, I get paid for them. So leave the comments. But I'm just trying to help you out. I already know that your sister's brother's aunt's cousin caught one in the daytime. But lobsters are nocturnal. They come out at night. Every single animal in the ocean wants to eat them. Lop Big lobsters want to eat the baby lobsters. Octopus want to eat the lobsters. Sea lions want to eat the lobsters. Black sea bass want to eat them. White sea bass, sheephead, calico bass, sand bass, millions of different types of rockfish. They all want to eat the lobster. That's why he doesn't come out of his house until it gets dark. And he feels very comfortable. And when the water's dirty and it's dark, they're coming out. So if you think about this, they've been sitting in their holes all day, waiting for the cloak of darkness to come over the water so they can feel like they have a standing chance. They don't know if they're 12-pound lobster or if they're an 8-ounce lobster. They just, they're a lobster. They don't know. So they're going to wait until it gets dark and they're going to come out. And the first thing they're going to do, they're setting in their hole an hour before it gets dark. You put your hoop nets in the water and they can smell the scent and they can pick up the electrical field because you're using fresh bait. So they're picking that up and they're getting all excited in their holes and they're getting all excited and they're clicking and clacking and they're making all that noise to each other. And they're all excited. And as soon as it gets dark, they're marching right out to your hoop net to go in there and see where the food is. Remember, you're not feeding them, though. You're using a seal proof bait cage there's no reason for you to have to change your bait throughout the night if you use a seal proof bait cage if you're using those our seal proof bait tube if you're using those cages you're going to have to change it all the time because bug the the sand fleas and all the little fish and crabs and everything are getting in there and eating it all night 
I like to have two sets of tubes on my boat, though. I feel it's super important to have fresh bait. So if I'm out there with six people, normal yacht I'm running, we have six people on the boat. About the third pull of the night, I'm going to switch all my tubes out and put 10 brand new fresh tubes inside because, I, like I said, fresh bait's the best bait. If you pull your hoops three times, the bait's getting washed out by throwing it in the water, letting it sink to the bottom, and then pulling it back up. You're rinsing all the cool stuff off of that fresh bait. That's why I have 20 bait tubes, 10 that go in the nets first time. And then I'll put, I'll just, I'll leave the one tube that's already in there and I'll put another tube right in there next to it with fresh bait on it and throw it right back down to the bottom. And then the fourth thing I'm going to leave you with is how long do we let them set, Dave? How long do we let them set in the water? These are all huge things that are super important, gang. I'm giving you guys gold. What I do is I get my stuff into the water an hour before it gets dark. Then when the sun sets into the ocean, whether I'm at Catalina, it goes over the backside of the island. I wait. I wait until the sun is gone and I wait one half of one hour. As soon as one half of one hour is done, I start pulling my gear. What do I, I go through the gear. If I have 10 hoops and also gang, you don't want to go out there with less than 10. You're not going by yourself. I'm not talking about someone on a kayak. I'm talking about you with your boat. Why do people fish on kayaks? Because they don't have a boat. That's the only reason that that's why they fish on a kayak. But most of the people I'm talking to have a boat. You do not want to go out there. Oh, we only have six nets. Go get, go get four more. Don't go out there without 10 nets. It's just like when you go to Vegas and you put three quarters in the machine and you pull the handle and it hits the jackpot, but you don't win anything. You get $100 because you didn't put the two other quarters in there that would have got you the mega jackpot. You hit the jackpot, but you didn't get it. Same with hoop netting. You get out there and they're crawling and you only have six nets in the water. You could have got limits on your first set, but you only had six nets. Now you got to pull another set and they might not be crawling anymore because it'll shut off just like they'll be crawling. That first crawl usually is the best crawl right when it gets dark. And then the next crawl is a little bit slower, a little bit slower. Some nights it's full speed, wide open. There's no rhyme or reason to it. But I promise you, if you have two people on the boat, you need 10 hoops. Whatever you got to do, beg, borrow, steal, however you can get them. But you do not want to go out there without 10. The first set, we pull a half an hour after it gets dark. By the time you get to the 10th one, it's already been an hour because you got to go through 10. And most people aren't that good at driving. God, I know I'm not. It takes me a little while to get around to all 10 of them on a 65 or 70 or 80 foot yacht. I get around to them. I'm fishing in 25 to 35 feet of water at Catalina always. I don't fish deep ever, not even once, because that's not fun. But you fish whatever depth you want. I don't really care. All I try to do is help. But you do whatever you want. But over at YourSaltWaterGuide.com, I have all the spots and all the information you need to be successful when you go hoop netting. And everything I'm talking to you about right now is how I always talk. I don't have a filter. I just tell you the truth. It might not be what you want to hear. And you, it might hurt your feelings because uh, 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 Dave, 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 Dave just said the truth and I don't like it. I don't care. <laughs> Call my HR department. I will answer. 
I promise I can answer all calls. My number is 949-374-0786. Call my HR department. I will answer and we'll talk about how I hurt your feelings. But after you go from one to 10, the minute you pull your hoop nets up, gang, if there's lobsters in it, we turn the net upside down, shake it out on the deck, grab the shorts, throw them over the side, measure the legals, put them in a bucket. But the net goes right back in the water, right where we just pulled it from immediately because all those lobsters are starting to crawl right there. I'm going to put three over here at Empire Landing. I'm going to put four over here at Ripper's Cove. And I'm going to put the other three over at Red Bluff. I'm going to go through them. The first set, if I got some lobsters in it, they're staying. If I go over and get the four at Ripper's and they don't have any lobsters, they're going on a ride back over to uh, Empire Landing to be dropped around the three that had lobsters in it. Then I'm going to go to Red Bluff. And if there's lobsters in those three, they're going right back in the water there. Then I'm going to go back over to the first three that I pulled at Empire Landing. I'm going to pull those three. If there's lobsters in it, great. They're going back in the water. If not, I'm going to wait a half an hour. Then I'll pull those four that I dropped right away. And then if they have lobsters in them, they're going right back where they were. And then those three over at Red Bluff, we go over there and pull those. And they got lobsters in them and they get to go back in there. Now I got seven fishing over here at Empire Landing. I got three fishing over at Red Bluff. And then you got the time in between driving from to and from. You can keep the machine going the whole time and just pull nonstop. Because lobsters move very, very quickly when they're crawling. I don't know if you've ever seen them on your deck. When you throw them on the deck, they move across the deck pretty quickly. And that that's not the water. When they're in the water, they're hauling butt and they're cruising. You don't want to leave your net in the water for more than a half an hour at a time. Why? Because they can get out. If you're using a seal-proof bait tube, they're not going in there and eating. They're going in there and they're smelling or feeling with the antennas, the, the electrical field. They're going to hang out for a little while. And then they're going to go. They're going to split. They're going to go somewhere else because they're hungry, remember? That's why I don't leave them in the water for more than a half an hour at a time. And if you're pulling 10 at a time, I guarantee you, number one, by the time you get to 10, has already been in the water for a half hour. It's time to get back over there. When they're crawling, we're pulling. When they slow down, we take a deep breath and we wait a half an hour and start pulling again. That's the only time when I'm pulling nets and they don't have anything in it. I move them to new areas. I give it another half an hour. But once we're in a zone where they're crawling, we're pulling the whole time. All right, gang, that's my good luck tomorrow. Remember, bring your patience. It's going to be mayhem. It's going to be a flipping circus. Bring your GoPros. You're not going to believe what you're going to see. If you can wait. The end of the season's always better, but I know we all love lobsters and we all want to get out there and get some. Have fun. Turn off. Oh, and Sean Doyle won the contest. Sean Doyle's going to get $1,000, $1,000 US dollars from your saltwater guide. I'm sending that to you today, Sean. As soon as we hang up from this, uh, shoot me an email, give me your Venmo account or your Zelle, and I'll transfer $1,000 US dollars into your account. Sean Doyle was the old, there was like three people that actually were able to follow directions, but Sean did it every single day. He posted a picture and a story about your saltwater guide and how it made him a better fish person and how they were able to catch fish day in and day out. Posted every 
few days, your saltwater guide across all social media. Gang, we're going to launch a brand new contest on Monday. It's going to be phenomenal. You're all going to want to be a part of it. It's going to be easy. It's going to be there for everybody. Those of you on Spotify, those of you on Apple Podcasts, and everybody else on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook, you're all going to have a chance. You're not going to have to spend any money. It's going to be super cinchy. I will launch it on Monday. You guys be kind humans. Be cool to each other. Think about the people in Florida. That's the worst devastation I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like what happened in Fort Myers. It's sad. My, my prayers and my heart are with the people of Florida. Be kind to each other. Remember, not everybody's life is as bitching as yours. Somebody may be going through some stuff right now and you don't need to be an ass. There's plenty of asses in the world. You don't need to be one. Quit being so damn negative and start trying to be positive because your problems are nothing compared to other people's. All right, gang. Thanks for joining us today. Your saltwater guide. I'll be with you tomorrow. I mean, Monday. Have a great weekend. Turn off the news. Every network is lying. They're all lying. The only thing you should be listening to is your saltwater guide. And I got over 250,000 videos. You can watch all over the place. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And now we're Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. There's never not a time to listen to me. Bye. Woohoo! Done. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Bye. Come on. How do I turn this off? I need to turn this off. Hi. You like that? Good. Yeah.